This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome to Open for Business. I'm Rich Bradbury. This, of course, is Enterprise. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Iril. He is the uh, CEO of Timber. Is that correct, Iril? Yep, correct. Timber Education. Uh, and I want to learn a little bit more about them. They're a privately owned uh, professional accountancy training center. Uh, they started with only 30 students. They've now grown to over 2,000 students within a year. And up to date, they've successfully produced several global prize winners and attained consistent higher average passing rates compared to the world average. Um, Iril, welcome to the show. Hi, 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 Richard. Thank you for your time today. My absolute pleasure. Um, let's start at the beginning then. How long has Timber been running and how did it get started? Uh, as a professional accountancy center, uh, we've been around for almost two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Well, it started off with a group of chartered accountants who wanted to uh, contribute towards uh, helping the nation in increasing the number of chartered accountants, uh, especially if we were to look in terms of the Bumi Putra numbers and also uh, students who are who are not giving the the, the, the full opportunity uh, as, as those people who are in 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 the urban uh, urban areas so okay. we wanted to we wanted to find uh, how can we actually give fair opportunities to to to, 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 the, to this group of students and at the same time contribute towards increasing the number of chartered accountants mm-hmm. and how many of when you say they're a group of chartered accountants, how many of you were there when you first started? Uh, when we started off, it's, it was actually just me and, and, and also my ex-student, actually, Imran. Uh, uh-huh. At a point in time, uh, I, I am already a chartered accountant. Imran was pursuing his ICAEW qualification, Institute yeah. Chartered Accountants in England and Wales. And then after that, we managed to get a group of colleagues who, who was with me back then in the industry, uh, uh-huh. which was around four of them. And with, with this group that we had, we started our first cohort of classes, especially guiding in guiding our first 30 students that we had uh, one, uh, two and a half years back then. Right. And when you got these first 30 students, was there any kind of idea as to uh, how quickly it would grow? Did you have a, a, an idea? I mean, did you expect it? Uh, of course, if I can be very honest. Uh, because you see, when we started off two and a half years, uh, you imagine at a point in time it was COVID, right? So yeah. we, we had our center, uh, we, we had a bit of advantage because my mother was already running her tuition center at a point in time, but she was in the midst of transitioning to her retirement. So I thought, okay, we already had the place, we prepared everything, we wanted to run, run, run our, our class. First class, it was all being done physical, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. after that, we saw COVID occurs, right? So... Mm-hmm. Uh, when when COVID happened, you know, we were wondering at that point in time, is it going to be temporary or is it going to take us for quite some time? Right. So we, we, we have decided that because based on the information that I've received, COVID was supposed to be around at least for another seven to eight years at that point in time. That's, that's what right. I heard. Uh-huh. So we have took the initiative and, and, and also prompt action, converting the institute towards becoming an online provider. So we right. put in our application. So it's not just 
uh, turning the institute to become an online provider. But at the same point in time, I thought that if we want to go far and, and if we want to have a sustainable institute, there must be a proper ecosystem, a proper business plan that we have put in place. So mm-hmm. we, we have came up with, with our five years of business plan. We have came up with an ecosystem end-to-end support to our students, not just up until the day they are going to complete their professional accountancy journey, but mm-hmm. also connecting back to the industry and at the same time supporting them on their continuous professional development. So if I can be frank, we we want to definitely expand the numbers. There are plans being put in place. Uh, and and yep, the rest is just history of the rest is just history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now when you started off, you you told me that well you, you mentioned that it you 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 have a lot of bumiputra. Uh, yep. Is that a uh, what's the reasoning behind that? I mean, I, I understand you know that the, your reasoning behind it, but I, I'd like to hear it from you as well because obviously accountants or account, accountants, whether or not they're bumiputra or not, yeah, yeah. If if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah, you 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 are absolutely right, Richard. I mean, we we don't brand ourselves as a Bumi Putra Institute. Mm-hmm. Even back then, when we wanted to put in our application as a provider, both yeah. ACCA, ICW, MIGPA provider, we brand ourselves as a global institute. In fact, right, uh, right. we we don't actually intend to even compete with other institutes, even universities or colleges that are already well established in the country. So mm-hmm. that's why we consider ourselves as a specialist. In, in this professional accountancy center because we don't have any other programs other than just this professional accountancy itself. Right, so, right. But however, there are two things that uh, I think contributed to why do we sometimes men- mention on uh, Bumiputra. Uh, number one is, of course, because back then, uh, I was heavily involved uh, with my previous institute and also helping the government uh, to, 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 to increase the number of Bumiputra Chartered accountants, mm-hmm. uh, especially with with our collaboration with the collaboration with Yasan Penaraju, uh, right, right. because if we were to look into the statistics here, Richard, thirty six thousand of chartered accountants that we have today, but the number of Bumi's chartered accountants are basically less than five percent uh, standing right now. Mm-hmm. So that's where it seems that there is demand. Uh, mm. by our stakeholders and we support that initiative you know mm. uh, why not if they want they want us to support them why not so we assisted we assisted that we assisted them to 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 in to work towards achieving this uh statistic in, in right. using the number of statistics so Iril, uh, why, why do you think that number of those 36 36 plus thousand why do you think that number is so low amongst the, the boomy community uh, I believe it's because of the exposure, Richard. Uh, right. The upbringings, uh, the exposure of opportunities that are being made available to them. Now, mm-hmm. of course, if we were to look into the past uh, uh, past years, of course, government have been taking up uh, proactive measures towards uh, contributing uh, to, to increase the numbers. But it goes uh, in which, you know what happened? Uh, we have institutes like UITM, Institutes, institutes like Mara giving fundings, yeah. uh, even Panoraju giving fundings. But it is to me a question of chicken and egg, because if the funding is there, but at the end of the day, there are no people who are working on the ground to actually move these students. In fact, yesterday I I I, I was in Trangano to engage with students in in, in university students in Trangano. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is quite amazing that you know. 
uh, there are some students who are still not aware. I mean, they are pursuing their uh, di- diploma degree program, but the exposure towards professional accountancy is still lacking. So, right. because of this, uh, the funding is there, but the exposure is not there. This is mm-hmm. where I feel mm-hmm. uh, our role comes in towards bridging the gap to 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 push these students to grab the available opportunities. Great. Hold that thought, Iril. Let's take a short break. Sure. Folks, I'm on the phone with Ariel Razali. He is the founder of Timber Education and CEO. Um, stay tuned. We're going to come back and we're going to have a little bit of a chat about some of the challenges they've started, where they've got, maybe some of the uh, deals that they've sorted out amongst themselves. And let me tell you again, they started with only 30 students. They've now grown to over 2,000 students within a year. And up to date, they've successfully provided several global prize winners and attained consistent higher average passing rates compared to the world average. We'll be right back here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Building Future Malaysia, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury and welcome back to Open for Business this morning. I'm on the phone with Timber Education's founder and CEO, Iril Rizali. We're learning more about the current accountancy scene in Malaysia. Um, Not a phrase that I thought I'd say here on Open for Business, but you know, accountants make up a fair proportion of what's happening out there. And Iril, how many chartered accountants are there in Malaysia that you said? So far. Uh, almost thirty-seven thousands. Almost thirty-seven thousand. Yeah, this is this is based on the statistics given by the MIA. Uh-huh. Uh, but of course, you know, when 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 we look into the data, uh, uh, Richard. Yeah. In a developed nation, uh, for every one person uh, of chartered accountant, they would be serving a hundred hundred person of population. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But currently, the statistic in the country, if I can share with you, for every one chartered accountant, we are currently serving 1,000 population. So, th- yeah, can you see the gap that we are looking I at do. right now? I, I do, I do. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a similar situation when you're talking about um, psychiatrists and psychologists, and you yeah. know, e- mm-hmm. even doctors. And yeah, there's a there's a huge skills gap, isn't there? Yeah, and I, I suppose that's something we, we should look at and talk about as well. I mean, this is something you want to address. Yeah. Um, Now, as you were building Timber, um, what were some of the the biggest challenges that you faced along the way? Ah, of course. Uh, first, I I'm, I am a strong believer. You know, there's this Chinese proverb stating that every time when there is a crisis, there is always an opportunity. So yes. when we start to identify challenges. Uh, one thing for sure is that our focus is how do we actually overcome these challenges and convert it to an opportunity to us as an institute. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I I I I I cannot lie to you that COVID at the beginning it it was something that is uh, unpredictable because we are unsure what exactly has to what exactly is going to happen. Yeah. But indeed, uh, basically, with the information and also a bit of research that we have done. A fast action taken. We have just converted everything to become an online provider. But mm-hmm. 
I would say that the the other biggest challenges would be as at one point in time as we are considered to be a new institute uh, in the industry, of course, to gain the support of our stakeholders, to gain the support of the market, to actually be convinced towards uh, an institute, a new institute like us, that 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 was a, a, a tough journey for us. Mm, uh, mm. But uh, thank God, uh, uh, I, I I think because of most of the team members involved in the institutes have have been around in the profession for quite some time. So the 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 belief towards the members of the institute is what able to overcome this these challenges lah. So right. we, we managed to get the support of MyPAC, Malaysia Professional Accountancy Center, led by yep. uh, Datuk Zaitun, and also the big four managing partners. Uh, we had the support of MIA, uh, Dr. Nomazila, the ex-CEO who, who have just recently retired. So I think that's that's basically what allowed us, uh, it's, it's some sort becomes like a catalyst for us to move to move forward. Right, right. And, and you've also got... Uh, uh, arrangements with the Association of Chartered Certified Accountants, I believe, yeah. the ACCA as well. Correct. Lovely. Great, great. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, let's talk a, a little bit about um, the B40 community as well. I mean, obviously, that's something that um, ha- needs addressing, right? How are you guys involving yourself amongst and within that community? You said you were over in Turanganu uh, yeah. recently, yesterday. Is yeah. that part of the initiative? Yeah, correct. So what we are doing right now, Richard, uh, we are going to state by state, every district, every areas, you know, especially in the rural areas, meeting mm. students. Mm. Uh, because like I've said, if the fundings are there and if we want to increase the numbers, but how come the students are not there? You know, right. uh, and, and we talk about achieving the statistics, increasing the numbers for many years. Mm-hmm. But then why is there lacking? You know, why are we not achieving these numbers? So I believe the main ingredient that we have to do right now is for us to be on the ground, to meet as many people, to meet as many students as possible, giving them the exposure, the knowledge, you know, of the opportunities that are available, not just towards them becoming a chartered accountant, but mm. most importantly, which I am a strong believer of getting these students to contribute back towards the nation. Because mm-hmm. if we are talking about becoming a, 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 a high-income nation, if we talk about being a first-world country, we must get our talent, our youth, to be involved in a good quality profession, in a good quality industry. So I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, I completely so we, agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to. We have no choice because only the youth are the one who are going to take over the country in the future. So mm. exposure needs to be given to them. So what we have done, we collaborated with uh, key stakeholders. So uh, to, 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 to approach schools, we talked to GPMS, Gabungan Pelajar Melayu Semenanjung, uh, to, for us to actually uh, be, be, be doing uh, ex- uh, engagement outreach program to the school students. We work closely with ECCA. ECCA has been very supportive uh, with us together with MIGPA in which uh, we have been engaging students with uh, public and also private universities. Uh, there are also uh, states, uh, uh, stakeholders, uh, yayasan in, in, in the state level. For example, uh, Yayasan Selangor. Uh, the CEO of Yayasan Selangor, uh, Encik Eddie, uh, he is a SIMA member who is also a chartered accountant. He sees the importance of professional accountancy. And thank mm-hmm. God, 
uh, I think Datuk Seri uh, Datuk Seri Menteri Besar of Selangor uh, uh, Datuk Seri Amir he also realize on the importance so hmm. we actually receive the approval to to kick off professional accountancy accountancy programs to school students at the age of as young as 16 years old mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. they would be pursuing their uh, uh, their professional qualification mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. also collaborate with Penang government uh, Sabah state government so i i i think uh, most of the leaders today they they, they realize on the potential and also the needs of having these chartered accountants mm-hmm. but who are actually doing it on the ground so this is where i believe timba as an institute we have to take up this responsibility uh, uh, as 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 an entity to help to help the country yeah mm. now that's all very well and good and, and you're right everything you have said has hit the nail on the head you know the country mm-hmm. needs more chartered accountants okay. clearly yeah. how do you convince these kids though you know these are kids that um are watching TikTok they're watching Instagram reels you know yeah. they're looking at very exciting creative yeah. uh arguable careers you know yeah. Yeah. and then you're trying to convince them to be a chartered accountant yeah. um that must be a difficult conversation okay you see when we approach the students there are two type of students that we would need to uh, uh we would need to face mm. uh, number one are basically students who don't have the exposure Uh, who do not understand uh, the potential of the qualification, which I have mentioned again and again just yeah, now. Yeah? Yeah. The second group of students are basically students who understand on the accountancy program, but they, you know, like you've mentioned, as they are being exposed to TikTok, they are being exposed to Instagram reels. Mm-hmm. The social media platform sometimes tell them that accountancy is such a boring job. Right. And to the extent that we have heard that Uh, there are people who are saying accountants are going to be extinct is going to face extinction is is no longer going to be relevant in the industry yeah <laughs> <laughs> but my answer to them is always this remember when luca pacioli you know just to share with you a little bit of history luca pacioli who introduced the debit entry and also credit entries 600 years ago uh, mm. the double entries which was introduced 600 years ago Uh, when he introduced these double entries, up until today, we are still using the double entries. Right. Yeah. So yeah. if the profession would, would 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 be extinct, it would have already extinct for many years ago. So mm-hmm. that actually proves how accountants actually <coughs> how accountants actually evolves themselves. Right. The professions are still there. But our roles actually evolves, and we adapt with the changes that are happening in the industry. Mm-hmm. For example, if I can share with you, few years back then, when COVID occurs, we had no choice. Digitalize was being forced. So, isn't that a blessing? When we have to force digitalization in almost every profession in the world, so what does the accountants do? We adapt. Mm-hmm. In audit, for example, we see the importance of data analytics. Yeah, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. when we approach these youngsters, we show to them it's not just about double entries, it's not just about bookkeeping, but how do you actually uses these technologies, apply it in your role as chartered accountants, and convey the performance of an entity, for example, 
convey this financial statement to your stakeholders because at the end of the day, accounting is a language of business. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I wish to also uh, uh, share a little bit uh, 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 to you, Richard. Uh, uh, back then, uh, I mean, a couple of weeks back then, I, I was at the the, the conference, Mikpa had, had a conference talking on sustainability. And, and Dr. Nomazila, she was there. She mentioned that, do you know that accountants are actually superheroes? And I was shocked. How can she say accountants are superheroes? I tried to understand. But then we realized that, do you know that every profession, every other professions that are available in the world, if they were, sorry, if they have to communicate back their numbers to their stakeholders, they would definitely need the help of chartered accountants. For sure, yes. Let me give you an example. If we talk about climate change, when you are going to look into climate change, for example, if there has been certain uh, catastrophe that has occurred, you know, like recently the uh, the issue in Klang in Sri Muda where we had this uh, flood. The, the flooding, yeah. yeah. The flood disaster. So the flood disaster is one thing, but how do we actually measure the loss damage? How mm. do we measure on the, how do we, how do we quantify on, uh, on, on this issue and communicate it back to the respective stakeholders. That's where you need the accountants. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. back then, even when I was in PwC and also in EY, I remember my directors and also partners, they are all engineers, but also chartered accountants. So <laughs> this is where the chartered accountants profession can act as a multidisciplinary program that can complement other professions, quantifying numbers, communicating issues back to the respective stakeholders effectively for decision making. So this is something that again and again that we have to convey to these young people, to the youth. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Ariel, thank you so much for your time today. That was a perfect end. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've been on the phone, folks, with the founder and CEO of Timber Education. It is Ariel Razali. Head over to their website to find out more. www.timbaedu.com And if you missed any part of this show, don't forget you can download the podcast wherever you normally get it from. I recommend the BFM app. That's available in the Apple App Store or Google Play. My name is Rich Bradbury for Open for Business here on Enterprise on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.